We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Boss in the building, my oh. guy, bumping that young Joker mixtape <laughs> before we start recording. Yo, Kadarius Tony, bro, that's your first round pick. Oh man, trying to give you the inside scoop on him, you know? Check his YouTube. <laughs> you were like, "Yo, you know he's a rapper, right?" I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't wait for the report." Yeah, Tony decides to go <laughs> pursue his music career. You didn't know that? Nah, I had no idea, yeah, man, bro. Young Joker. I saw someone, because I was, like, creeping on his page after the Giants took him, and I saw someone, like, was writing that, Young Joker. I was like, what the hell? And then uh, I didn't know if that was, like, a friend of his or, <laughs> or, or someone he knew. But now, now, <laughs> oh, my goodness. You got some pregame music to bump now every Sunday. Yo, if he starts, like, running wild and... <laughs> I'm downloading Every time tape. he makes a crazy reception, you just gotta you turn bump. on Young Joker. You Yo, if he has a good game and you see me on my Instagram, just like repost on Spotify one of his songs. <laughs> it's because of that, Young Joker. That's fire. Oh man, what's good, bro? How you been? Everything good. Same old shit. I feel like we were just here. We were just talking about it. How uh, last time I was in here was Poirier Connor two. Yeah. Now three is booked and it's creeping up pretty fast. About a month away, bro. It's been. Like almost four months since you were in here, yeah, and dead ass feels like it was yesterday. Because also, what I was doing is, so I got this hard drive for all the videos, and like I have it in alphabetical order, like the folders of you know Allen one and whatever it might be. And then I saw yours, boss, and I was I was clicking on it because also the background looked a little different because I changed the panels and whatnot. But I was like, damn, son, that shit was middle of January, bro. <laughs> yeah, the heart of winter. Thank God that's you know happy it's made now. The cold's behind us, summer's coming. But yeah, it's, it feels like yesterday, it does. Yeah, man. Yeah, so you mentioned Poirier Connor 2. Um, that was when we linked up, and now the third one has been booked for July. Vegas. Vegas. How you feeling about this third one, man? Uh, it, it's <laughs> Well, first of all, let me ask you this, because <clears throat> we're going to talk about 262 also this weekend, but it's crazy how... 
how that title fight, Chandler Oliveira, has a lot to do with like that Poirier Connor three because I'm sure they went to Poirier first and were like, yo, do you want that title shot? 100%. And he's like, nah, I'll take the Connor fight. Especially with a crowd now, too. That person's probably going to be bigger. Yeah, it's sold out. That's the first Vegas event in uh, T Mobile that's going to be sold out. But yeah, they probably went to Poirier and Poirier. I think, well, Poirier had the interim title, mm-hmm. right? He fought. He fought Khabib to unify it, lost. At this point in his career, he's probably like, yo, just get the money. Because the title fight's going to be there for him, I think, win or lose. So I feel like he has the best of both worlds right now. Because you got the Conor fight, get mm-hmm. your money. And then if you really want it, he probably only has like a couple more fights left in him. Because how long Poirier has been around the game? Forever. Been in some wars, too. Forever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he's got it. And then he can get his title shot. And if he wins the title, he just rides off into the sunset as a champion and with his money. So I think he did the right thing. And the, and the title fight even this coming up this weekend is super interesting. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's like a 55 showcase, the next two pay-per-views. Yeah. You know, uh, what's pretty wild is sometimes you forget just how long some of these dudes have been in the game. Like Whitaker is 30 now. Max is 29. And those two guys have kind of been around the block too. A lot of fights. Poirier too, I believe, is thirty-two or thirty-three. Uh-huh. And because his birthday, I remember on Embedded was the week of the Connor fight. Connor too. Right. And it's like yo, the wear, and, that, yeah. the wear and tear on those guys is just so wild. Yeah, we were even talking about it this past weekend when Neil mm-hmm. Magny fought. I feel like Neil Magny's been around forever, like a gatekeeper forever. Yeah. And he just turned. He's in his early thirties. <laughs> like they had, they're like these guys are in the prime of their careers, and we're like ready to write them off as like. Old washed up grizzled vets, yeah, not washed up, but like you, you know, know what I mean. You want to hear something super washed up? You know how they do the tail of the tape and they show the person's age. Yeah, with a beer in my hand on my recliner watching the fights over the weekend, they showed someone thirty, and I was like, "Damn, son, he's mad old." <laughs> I'm thirty. <laughs> Here I am on my couch with a beer, yeah, drinking a beer. Because like, yo, also the other thing that I saw was uh, Adesanya is thirty two. And like, and then they showed like John Jones at 32. It's like all the title defenses, and like Izzy didn't make his debut. And uh, Romero Rockhold. The reason why I remember that is because that was quali season for me. Shout out to Josh Josh in the qualifier this weekend, going after that 100k. But Asanya was unknown. The kickboxer coming in, and he was only like 16% owned. 25 people, so like only four or five of us had him. And I remember he was like 28 years old. Yeah. I know he, he's fought a lot, though. He's been really active. But he was, like, a legend, too, before. Like, if you didn't know, like, UFC or just, like, like any, I guess, martial arts. Like, if you knew martial arts, you knew he was a legend. Yeah. He's, like, he's a legendary kickboxer. So, we knew, like, you knew that coming in. I right. forgot who he fought, too. The name, um, Wilkerson. Wilkerson. Wilkerson, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, just dispose. I, did that go to the decision? No, no he got the no. finish. He yeah, 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 he yeah. got the finish. Like, disposed of him pretty easy. He looked, remember, he, like, seemed upset with it, too. Yeah, <laughs> he, he like, wasn't he, happy with his He was, like, shrugging or whatever. Like, yo, this dude's light years ahead of this competition. Like, for real. Like, right But off they the, did fast track him pretty much. But, they yeah, did, I but, that. but rightfully so, right? When you look at it now, nah, he's yeah, been his, the champion. His resume was it's been so dominant. Stupid. I want to get to Adesanya in a second, but let's go back to Poirier and, and Connor. What do you, how do you feel this one might play out? Because. I'm leaning. I remember last time we spoke about how it was kind of wild how much of an underdog Dustin was, right? He was like plus 260, kind of. And I bet Dustin in that fight, even though I picked Connor to win, because I just felt like the line was too wide. Like it made no sense for me. Yeah. But with this one now, it's interesting because both of them are coming off finishes of the other. I know, granted, many years before, (laughs) 
But what do you make of Connor saying that he was preparing for a boxing fight and that's why he was so wide stance and whatnot? I think that's just Connor's semantics, like just talking, just to talk. But he says, like, like uh, after that fight, it'll be interesting to see, like, the, the lead up to that fight with the press conference and, like, all the embedded in the videos and shit. Because right after that, he's like, yo, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Because remember how, like, cordial he was and, yeah. like, very respectful and, like, very unconnor from, you know, pre money days? Right. Who the fuck is this yeah. guy? Is like legendary. Mouth, you fools. Yeah. He's going off. That's yeah. the best Connor, though, is it not? When he's fighting, yeah, that's when he's fighting, like, but the even, best Connor. But even, not even the press, like, obviously, that's the best Connor that we like as fans because it's entertaining and shit, and the embeddeds get more interesting. Yeah. But that's the best Connor, I think, the way he performs, too. 100%. I remember if you, like, looked at the, the embedded from this past fight with uh, Poirier in January. He went back to the first fight and was like, bro, we, remember they saw each other across like mm-hmm. the, the um, hotel in the lobby hallway yeah, yeah, from way afar. He's like, yo, I can't stand that guy. He's like, just the side of him. I just want to fight him. And Mike Brown's like, yo, chill, chill. He's like, yo, I can't wait to put my hands on him. Because that's how like Connor's all freaking mind games, bro. And he hasn't done that. He did that with Khabib. <laughs> he got humbled. Right, right. And then Poirier, he was like respectful, came back, all this stuff. And it, it didn't work out. He got finished. Granted, he, you got to give him credit, though. He was landing good shots on Poirier, and Poirier freaking hung in there. Yo, so, okay, I'm glad that you bring that up because I feel as if there's a little misconception with that fight. Connor looked very good in that first round. Yeah, his hands he won that point. first round, too. Yeah. Right? But the leg kicks were put in in that first round in and the then bank. added up in the second round. But this idea that he's washed, I'm not buying into that. First of all, what we were saying before that fight, too, is Poirier is not a scrub. He's not fighting... You know, hats off to Cowboy. Like, Cowboy's been on the decline, too. And I know that's Connor's, you know, last win yeah. was against Cowboy. How good does that look now in hindsight? But Poirier's not, like, Cowboy or Diego Sanchez kind of. Like, Poirier's nah, just I don't think anyone thought that, though, of Poirier. No, I know, they but just... from what the line showed and right. also, like, people saying that Connor is washed is where I disagree because I, I still think Connor has all the makings of being a champion and being what he once was. Now, it must be easier to prepare when you're coming off a yacht, right? They're like, your mindset probably isn't the same. That's one thing that people have been nitpicking at, like, yo, it's hard for you to be a savage when you're sleeping on silk sheets. Right, right. I think I heard Joe Rogan or John Anik say that. But, like, this notion that Connor is shot, I disagree with because, one, Poirier is is a beast. And also, he looks really good in that first round. Yeah, no, for sure. And people were blasting him too because he went to where, like, so, like Lisbon or something in Portugal to train. Yeah, to train, yeah. And it's like, if you're going to train MMA, like, you got to, I feel like you got to be in the gym with savages that mm-hmm. every day. Like, he did his own thing and the McGregor fast thing. It was like, and he just, like, isolated himself. I feel like MMA is a sport where you got to have, like, different looks in the gym. Like, Poirier is an American top team. We talked about that. Like, that, you get looks from millions of pros every day. Like, that gym is one of the biggest gyms. In the in the world, really, mm-hmm. when it comes to MMA, so it's like Connor going to Portugal off the the Cowboy win, which was probably was that a year? It was a year off, a year yeah. layoff, and it's like you're not really getting what looks are you getting there, you know? And like Poirier is there, he's talking in Masvidal, he's getting shit a bunch. Like Diago Elvis is the coach there. Yeah. There's a bunch of like 55, 70 guys in top team that like that he's getting looks from every day, new looks, wrestling looks, striking looks. It's like McGregor's not getting those looks. So I thought that was a huge advantage for Poirier. And again, like like you said, like why is the line 
so separated, you know. But we, to, to be fair, like no one knew. Mm. I don't. I don't think anyone knew until the um, embedded came out that he was training in Portugal by himself. So we'll see. I I think he probably went back. To, he said he was going back to his old roots this camp. Um, but yeah, I expect much better Connor, especially if he's gonna be talking shit and like. They were talking about exchanging whiskey and hot sauce at the press conference. Like, it's not going to be like that this time. I think Connor's going to come with some fire. Yeah. No, especially what happened with the charity. I was going to bring up the charity, which yeah. is really interesting. I don't know if people caught on to it because they might have just saw that Connor donated half a million, like he said he was, to uh, a place in Louisiana. But it wasn't the Boys the, and Girls Club. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the Good Fight Foundation, which is Poirier. So that was like something where, you know that that city now in that area that boys and girls club which i don't know how far poirier lives from there but it's like damn son connor just donated here they're probably all going to be rooting for connor now in my own hometown oh, right yeah. like imagine damn, i didn't even think of that ima- imagine this right imagine like you know I'm, I'm from astoria so we don't need to imagine that but like say i was a fighter right and and i had my foundation and connor just donated to like lic high school and I'm always driving by LIC, and this is like my hometown, you know. Like I've done so much for the community, but now it's like go Connor, go notorious one. And you're like, hey, a son of my own hood, you're uh, just yeah. against me. And Connor's like a top flight, like already world pop, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying now he's coming into your hometown, your own hometown, <laughs> the one place where you felt untouchable. Now he's dominating there. Yeah, I didn't even think of that to be honest. I was, I was thinking about like the disrespect side, like for it's like, yo, we had an agreement in place, you know, you're helping out a ton. Of, I mean, charity work is still phenomenal. So right. Like, hats off to Connor, but it's just like. It's gonna play into the storyline. That that's just how it is. Like it, it was done probably in goodwill, but also deliberately. Like you know, what I'm saying like everyone knows game, that. Though. Yeah, dude. How many fights do you think Connor won before they even stepped into the cage with his mind games? So many. Aldo, like Aldo was the goat at 45, and this dude like was taking the belt from him in Brazil and shit, like doing crazy shit. And like, come on, that threw Aldo off his game. Aldo came out like a madman, got caught, got clipped. Yeah. And you saw that, that's like the famous clip in the back where he's like, yo, he's going to come at me and I'm just going to hit him with the mm-hmm. left. And that's exactly what happened. That's so wild when you see that get played back. Like yeah. Masvidal with the, with the, the knee, knee, right? Like obviously after the fact is when they like show it because it looks way cooler. But also, you know, I think I think he beat Eddie Alvarez at the press conference. He beat Chad Mendez, granted on a short, short can for Mendez. But all the guys and then... You know, with Habib, it didn't work, like you said, because, like, Habib don't play that, like, trash-talking shit. Like, even with Tony, he would just Bro, be you like, saw it after the fight with Habib. He don't play that. <laughs> right, he definitely don't play that. With, with, with Nate Diaz, it's like, Nate loved that shit, too. Nate yeah, was just Nate's like, right up his alley. Fuck, I'll yeah, fight you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it was, it was very interesting to see Conor be super humble with uh, with Cowboy, right? He was super yeah, humble right, with Cowboy. Yep. And then he was super humble with, with Poirier. But nah, this is the this is the Connor that we like to see, man. I think yeah, I think we're gonna see it for sure in the press conference. And and the best part about it now, like we saw at the last pay per view, is there's fans at the press conferences now. So it's gonna be real. It's gonna heat up. Well, it's gonna heat up. And it's always like the week, the day before weigh-ins or two days before weigh-ins. So it's just gonna get interesting for sure. And now you mentioned something important. They're gonna have fans moving forward. All the pay per views are gonna have fans. Like yeah. they just had all the people that they had for two sixty one in Jacksonville. Houston's going to be sold out. Arizona, Arizona is uh, Vittori Adesanya. And then, obviously, the Poirier-Connor 3 in Vegas. How you feel about the fans coming back? Did you miss them, bro? Hell yeah, bro. How could you not? <laughs> the first fight of the night on the Jacksonville card was like... Extre- it could have been a regional women's MMA yeah. fight. Like It was pretty low level. But, but it was also an exciting fight. And the fans just made it that much better. Bro, fight one. Like, 
I was like, yo, what the fuck? It's the first fight. Usually there's no one in the crowd. No, yo, for the that's first what fight. I was thinking, bro. Like, this shit sounds electric. I was like, yo, is this shit like noise pumped? Because I was watching on my phone. I was driving home. I was like, yo, is this shit like getting crowd noise pumped into it? And I was like, nah, they were panning to the fans. Shit was pretty full for the first fight. Yeah, dude, we've been to so many events and we like to go from the beginning. Yeah. So like for us, it's different. But even, even so, you realize a lot of empty seats until like around, you know, if, if pay-per-view starts at 10, around like eight eight thirty ish that might even be start. generous yeah i might even be generous especially out in vegas like i remember when i went to the vegas oh, car vegas is the worst because it was the pay-per-view started at seven it was still not a lot of people there like the first fight went on and i think until o'malley fought was when it got like full because i remember telling my boy mike who i was sitting with i told him dude did is this not going to sell out? He's like, nah, bro. This is how it always is. In I was about to say, he probably said, yo, yeah, he's like, yo, this is how it always <laughs> is. He's like, honestly, bro. He's like, people don't come until like the last three fights usually in Vegas. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then you connect the dots like, oh shit, it's only eight o'clock out there. Yeah. Yo, I ruined my whole night when I was out in Vegas, bro. Cause Romero, Romero Adesanya ended and it was like 10 o'clock and I was hammered. Yeah, for us on the East Coast, us, it's time yeah, for bed. Time after for bed. Yeah, but it was fight. time for bed for me too because I was fucking busy yeah, yeah. all the time. I know, but at that time, it's like time to go out right, now. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Vegas. But yo, would you... Uh, I asked Alan this and he said he, he didn't feel comfortable going yet. Would you feel comfortable going? Today? Yeah, 100%. I'm yeah. like itching to go. Me I like too, first, man. I haven't been to a sporting event yet, but we'll see. I think coming up in June, I might go on a little road trip. Check something out. To Zona? Philly. Nah, Philly. Oh. Yeah, for a baseball game. But yeah, like if UFC comes anywhere up here in like driving distance, I would go. I don't know about like flying because, I mean, I love the UFC, but like paying, it's a lot of money to it attend is, an yeah, event yeah. and the prices are probably jacked up as it is for tickets. So, but if they come anywhere like in the Northeast in driving range, which I don't know if it's going to be soon, but a lot of shit's opening up now. So we'll see. But yeah, first, first, first event up in the Northeast, I'd be down to drive to and go for sure. There's usually a card every year in November at the Garden. Yeah. Any word on that? Do we know? Nah, I mean, I think they're just playing it by year. Like, whatever state opens first, they're going right. like, to try and get well, in there. Well, the reason why I bring that up is because, like, the Garden has had mad people for Rangers and Knicks games. And I know for the playoffs now, I believe they're going to try to do 50% capacity for the Garden, which is, like, close to about eight to 9,000 people. Yeah. But you know Dana. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, Dana's it's like, yeah, sold out. Not, it's got to yeah. be open. Yeah. And New York's not going to be like that probably. If, maybe November. I mean, honestly, like that's a legitimate possibility. Well, yeah, there are baby steps, right? For us, uh, July 1st, they said they're going like full capacity bars and clubs. Yeah. Well, I think restaurants already has like indoor dining at full capacity. So, I mean, things are, it's like slowly but surely. Yes, the Islanders are in the playoffs. They're having like 50%. Yeah, he love it. They have these like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have these like little things in place though about like vaccinated people that can be like, I don't know, I guess they're going to be in the lower bowl. It's like 50% unvaccinated needs more social distance. So it's going to be, like I guess, weird with the seating. Even mm. with Yankee Stadium, I don't know how that's going to work out, but that's what they said. It's going to be like 50% capacity, and it's like vaccinated people can sit next to each other, no social distancing, need masks, though, and then unvaccinated need – it's like going to be like pod seating still, as it is like right now. Yo, it's so wild when you're watching the scenes of the fans in Jacksonville, like no mask, people on top of each other. What about the the fighters? The fighters like taking pictures and grabbing and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. it's kind of wild to it's me. It's cool to see. It was dope know. to it's see, like, but we've refreshing. just become so accustomed now where that's like weird. And then when you saw that, you're like, damn, son, there's a sense of normalcy coming back yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I saw even like Dana in his uh, post, post, uh, whatever, his post fight press conference. 
He was like, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, don't. Like, yeah. He was like, we're going to come wherever people are opening for and sell out events. He's like, that's what we're going to do. He's like, you can still wear your mask inside. If not, like, no one's going to say anything either. Yeah. And we're just going to go as is. You know what was cool about Dana when he was reading? Because I always watch after the UFC pay-per-views, I always watch the, the press conferences. And uh, he was like... I've been waiting a long fucking time to say this. It's like the gate was like 3.1 million or some shit. Yeah. But it was cool though. Cause like, look, Dana gets a lot of heat for a lot of different reasons. And rightfully so too. Like yeah, some does. of the fighters, like the, the, uh, the close fight with Stevens. It's kind of wild that they were holding out and not paying close for at least his show money. Yeah. Like, how do you not pay him for that? Like, I had nothing to do with. Yeah. It's crazy. That was wild, bro. But with Dana, like, I like how he kept his word. Like, he was saying in the beginning how Jacksonville was the first city to, like, allow them to do the Ferguson Gaethje. And he made a promise to, like, the mayor, I think, of Jacksonville. Like, yo, the moment I could do full capacity in the States, you're getting the first event. Right. And he did. I was pretty, yeah, that was pretty sweet. That's, like, that's loyalty. Yeah, I I respect that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Because, like, Jacksonville is never getting a pay-per-view ever again. Yeah, or, probably not. For being honest. Yeah. It's like the Super Bowl. The Super yeah, Bowl is never bro. going back to Jacksonville. I remember you were you were saying how you took a class in, in Syracuse, right? Like a Super Bowl class? Three and credits, baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and I remember, I remember when I went to that Super Bowl, the city was so overwhelmed with people that they had to f- bring in cruise ships. Yeah. To like host. Oh, I learned that in the class. Yeah, yeah, to like host people. Like, yo, it was that much of a disaster. That like, they couldn't get hotel rooms they needed. There's like a there's like mad requirements to host the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like capacity, uh, hotel capacity is one of them. So, but yeah, they're like, yo, it was so bad that they're never going back. Yeah, and they also say that it's close to like a- about six hundred million dollars that the city brings in in oh, revenue yeah, the revenues during insane. that week. So it's a big event when like cities bid for Super Bowls and shit. Yeah, it's no joke. It's legit. Yo, speaking of fans, did you happen to catch any of the boxing over the weekend with Canelo? I caught a little bit of it. I didn't have audio, but yeah. Uh, over 70,000 people. Dallas, right? Yeah. yeah Cowboy Stadium. Cowboy Stadium. Jerry Canelo- probably was eating that shit up. Yeah. Canelo won his fight, stoppage in the eighth round with, uh, like, shut the guy's eye. But my question to you is, and maybe I was living under a rock. I don't know. But, like, pretty much everyone that I follow on social media is all sports-based. And, like, a bunch of my friends and a bunch of, like, girls on instagram in bikinis and shit (laughs) but for the most part like it's all sports people right i didn't know canelo was fighting until like friday afternoon yeah that's terrible yeah i knew about jake paul fighting like the end of february when he was gonna fight in the middle of april right yeah that's not concerning if you're boxing yeah that's your biggest fighter that's like who would you equate Canelo to as far as star power in the UFC like imagine if I don't know if Connor was to fight and you just didn't know about it until the week of or, right, or right. the Wednesday of right it's kind of crazy man yeah it is I mean yeah it's just like Jake Paul but that it's all down to like promotion like Jake Paul he's American and he does all this stupid shit like he's a troll he's a troll and right. he's freaking everywhere like you saw it this past weekend He's not even fighting, and he's taking Floyd May- Mayweather's hat and, like, stupid shit like that. So I guess he just knows how to keep himself, like, relevant. I mean, granted, he's he has, like, double the following Canelo has on Instagram. Mm. So more people know who Jake Paul is than, than they do Canelo. And Canelo is the face, like, I don't want to say the face of boxing, but at least the, I don't even know, like, the weight in boxing like that. But he's got to be the most popular little, you know, smaller guy. 
Um, I mean, the heavyweights, you have Tyson Fury, Joshua. We all like Deontay yeah, Wilder. Wilder. Yeah, um, But, yeah, that is crazy. Like, that's that's kind of concerning. Like, you don't know Canelo's fighting till the weekend. It was you know, just, even as a casual fan, like... It was just so weird to me. Like, look, boxing to me, it's it's weird. It's I tune in for main events, which I think a lot of people do. But to me, I, I just... I like the UFC so much more. The UFC now has become, I think, my favorite sport. Uh, it's sort of surpassed football in a way, especially like in person. I don't think anything comes close to that. I feel like the UFC should be giving me a check because I always say like, yo, go to MMA. a UFC event if yeah. you have a chance or MMA. But, dude, if you're boxing, how can you let that happen? If you And I understand there's the language barrier. That's always something. Like, I know in wrestling, when you have a guy like Nakamura, right? He comes over from Japan, and he's, like, the biggest star that they had there. But in the States, his English is very bad because that's his second language, right. you know? So there's always that barrier. But I still feel like you should be able to work around that and market him. Right. Where... It's just so weird to me that Canelo is Canelo Alvarez. Like, so many casuals know that name. Hundred percent. But to not I know that it, name. Like, I don't even watch boxing. Like, right. That. But I'm. But when I when I say casual, I don't really include you because you're like a sports fan. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I know who Lewis Hamilton is just because of the Formula One. Like, right. He's. I've never watched Formula One, but he's the biggest name he's in Formula face. One. Yeah. Right. So like, I feel as if Canelo is a very popular just name in sports. Yeah. And it's great. Like, I don't know. It it's all has to do with, like, a promoting, obviously. But, like, also, like, the promotion itself. Like, mm. I don't even know. There's so many boxing promotions. And it's just, like, MMA. You have, like, UFC, Bellator, and PFL. Like, those are, like, the big three, I would say. I, right? Yeah, those got to be the big yeah. three. Like, well, especially in the States, right? Unless you include, like, one, which right. is overseas. Right, then you have one risen. Right. All the, right, the overseas ones. But, like, in... The, in the states with boxing, it's just like there's so many promotions. Like I, I don't know, I can't keep up with it myself. Like I don't even follow boxing like that. But that's that's already hard to keep up with. And then, like you don't promote your best, you know, face of the company or the face of boxing, Canelo, enough to where like people should know he's fighting. Obviously, a lot of people know he's fighting. Like they sold it out, seventy three thousand. Right? Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But like it, it probably didn't have the hype. I would love to know like the buys. I'm sure like with the matchup with Jake Paul and Ben Askren, like that would be fun to look at. But yeah, they should do. They got to do a better job promoting Canelo Alvarez. Like that's, that is a little crazy. Well, you bring up a good point about the belts and the divisions. What's dope about the UFC is you know who the one fifty five champ is. Well, at the at the time you don't now because it's vacated. Yeah. But you know who's holding the one seventy? There's one guy. Right. right. You know who the heavyweight champion is? It's Ngannou. But then you watch boxing. It's like There's so many promotions. This guy's holding five belts. The other guy's holding three belts at like 168. And you're like, what the? Come on, what's going on? <laughs> Can we get just one belt? And I know there's so many different promotions. I get that. But I think it becomes more of a lucrative title if you just have one. That guy's the best 142 pounder in the world, right? Like, you're the best welterweight. Usman, 170, you know, right? There's a 170 in Bellator, right? Douglas Lima. But at least, you know, like for that promotion, that's the guy at that title and weight class. And that's the guy at that title and weight class. Yeah, no, I agree. But that's why I like people like, you know, how does boxing have so much money? Like boxing has, is a billion dollar like sport. Going back, like they were the first martial art that probably blew up, obviously. Mm. Like it was big in the 70s, 80s and then early the 90s with Tyson, early 2000s. 
MMA kind of didn't jump on the scene until what? I mean, it was around in the 90s, but like what? Late 2000s, it was kind of Say big. like the Chuck Liddell. Like yeah, yeah. Chuck, Chuck Liddell, Liddell, Tito. And they were only putting on like pay-per-views back then. So right. it was like once one event every month. Now they have an event every weekend. Like it's, yeah. that's how much the sport has grown in terms of like roster size and people practicing it and stuff. Like you practice martial arts yeah. now, you know, like you're never too old to practice it. And, and you can go pro at a later age, especially like the heavier weights. So, yeah, I mean, MMA's. I feel like it's, MMA has grown exponentially, obviously. And boxing, like, has just, I feel like, flatlined a little bit. I could be wrong, but that's how I feel about it. I do think that our, our generation, we hold the UFC higher, like, the way it was, like, in the 90s with boxing. 80s and 90s with boxing. I. Obviously, I wasn't around during those decades. Yeah. But I just think, like, UFC is so popular for our demographic as opposed to boxing. Like, I th- I think some of the issues is too many promotions, too many belts. Um, Not enough, like, promotion online, I think, is a big deal. Like you just said, Canelo, you know, he was fighting. Yeah, like, that. that's just terrible from the promotion that has the fighters right. to be able to do that. Yo, why do you think boxing makes all that money? I don't know. It's just been that way forever, right? Like, is it the sponsors? Like, probably. There's probably. But like the UFC has sponsors on like cages, and yeah. they got that draft. But boxing has too. been around since it's been around way longer. Than, it was like the most popular martial art. Yeah. Or combat sport for how long? Like boxing was that was it, and then MMA came on the scene. Like I said, just recently. So when you have one combat sport for dominating for how long? Like that's where all the all the money goes. People mm. sponsor guys. People probably a lot of wagering, obviously. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. You know, uh, Clarissa Shields is making her way into MMA. Yeah, she, the goat woman's yeah, boxer. Yeah. yeah, she's won like two gold medals, undefeated boxer. Now she's going into MMA. I think that's really. It's really dope of her to try that out. Because she's so young, too. She's like 25, 26 years old. Yeah. And to test the waters and go into MMA, I think that's very, like, commendable on her end. Yeah. I mean, you saw Connor tweet her about it. She's like, oh, he's like one champion from MMA going. He's like talking about himself going to buy. He's like, it's good to see. Connor, any chance he gets, we'll talk about himself. Him being a double champion. Like, he course. got at Gillespie over the weekend. Like, yo, I'm the best fisherman. Like, since when does Connor fish? Like, he's you know, never going to fight Gillespie ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that fight just doesn't make sense. So random. <laughs> But yeah, it was it, it was cool. I did see that tweet also. But you know, people want to see because it's weird, right? Like in in the UFC, the women's division outside of one fifteen, it's terrible, bro. Like Valentina just runs through everybody. Like Andrade was supposed to be her biggest challenge, and but she, you could also argue like Valentina is just that great too. Yeah, that's true. Like Valentina is special. Yeah, you can't. You can't. I don't think it's like. A, I don't even think it's a slight on the rest of the twenty fivers. I think just Valentina is way before her time. Like yeah. she's that good. Yeah, and then Nunez the same thing. And then them two have fought. It's two zero Nunez. I'm of the believer that Valentina won that second fight. What do you do? Because it's the only fight that it's, makes sense, right? Like, no one's going to fight at 145. There are some rumors that, like, Dana's going to get rid of that division, the 145 for the women's, because there's just no one that could compete with, with Nunez. Yeah. And also, I don't know how many women they are don't have rankings. Yeah, they don't have rankings. Oh, yeah. So that's probably going to disappear. And then 135 is Nunez. It's the only fight that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, she's fought Cyborg. 
right at 45. Yeah. And Cyborg left. Like that was it. It was just them two at the top. Like Kayla Harrison is around PFL. Clarissa Shields. Well, well, with Kayla Harrison. Why is she going to leave to go to the UFC when she's just winning that million dollar tournament every year? And their year? teammates at ATT. That too. Yes. So it's just like, does that like that fight make sense in terms of like they're the best two women out right now at like around that weight class? But then again, it doesn't make sense because Kayla Harrison's she's going to get her million dollars in yeah. PFL, be the face of PFL, and. You know, and still be teammates with Nunez, and Amanda Nunez is going to do her thing in the UFC and be the goat. So it makes sense in terms of like just best versus best, but it doesn't really make sense otherwise. And yeah, Valentina, like she's there, she's going to have to move up probably because no way Amanda's making twenty five. Hell no, she struggles to make thirty five. Yeah, well, I I feel like the only way you don't make that fight outside of it being you know two zero Amanda, and anytime it's it's two zero like. Volkanovski and, and Max, I think, is very similar. Like, some people have Max winning that second fight. I think he 100% won that second fight. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you do? Do you make that a trilogy? And then what happens if Max wins? It's still 2-1 Volkanovski. Do you do... So, it gets a little complicated there. I think the only way you don't do that fight between Valentina and, and Amanda Nunez is you don't want to jeopardize either of their legacies. Just let them be super dominant, which was what I wanted. There was a part of me... And we've talked about this before, maybe not on here, but I know we've had this conversation of guys and girls fighting up or down in divisions. You then stall the other division. Yeah, for so, double champ. I love Adesanya. There was a little part of me that was happy he lost to Jan, only because 185 is going to continue. Because if he beats Jan at 205, now he has the two belts. But then you're going to defend one, then take six months off, defend the yeah. other. like. Then it becomes basically like Stipe and, and DC. We're waiting for three years. That's the only fight that they're making for three years. Yeah, Francis is waiting for Francis since is 220. Waiting. What about Curtis Blades, bro? <laughs> that dude's yeah, never going to get a title shot. Nah, but he yeah. was so close. Well, what happens? Everyone's sitting around waiting for that main event fight between DC and Stipe. Blades takes on these fights, these fights, these fights. To stay active. To stay active and to make money. And then he loses to Lewis. And now his stock drops. Yeah. No, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I'm I, like you said too. I'm I'm kind of, I wasn't happy. I was like, all right, a 205 can go because like go over to Cheryl's right there too at 205. He's gonna it's gonna probably his retirement fight. He needs he's getting his uh, chance in September. So yeah, I like I like the one fight thing. Like Dylan always brings that up to me when I say Khabib is like the greatest. He's like, yo, he never went up in weight to fight for 70 or mm. something. Like Connor went up, double champ, 45, 55. He's like, Khabib never went up. How can you be the greatest? Like, all right, I get it, but you are the greatest at what you did for how long? Like what's there to argue, you know? So, I mean, I understand, but I, I do like just having one champion instead of the double champ. I somewhat like hate the double champs. Cause like the things you said, like shit gets stalled out and we got to wait around for six months. Then, then one strap doesn't get defended for a year and guys are in limbo. Just and, then, like everything and then you, you have just an said. interim champ. Yeah. Then that gets all funky. Like who's a real champion there. Yeah, how many interim titles are you gonna hand out while waiting for the the champion to come yeah. back? It's like it's, I don't know. It's it's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. What would you say is a fight in the women's division you're excited for moving forward? Um, is there one? At fifteen, I think there's a ton. Yeah, one fifteen straw weight is very interesting because like Yan Jinan is is a, like an upcoming superstar from China. She's fighting Asparza next week. Yeah, and like if Jinan wins, couldn't match. The, like I know that was supposed to be for the title in China, Yan versus um, Wei Li. Li. But like, you could do that now as a number one contender fight. Mm -hmm. 
and you can still do it in China and make it like a main event of, of a fight night or a pay-per-view or something, and that'll do numbers. Yeah. Just because of like the international support for that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Joanna's like always lurking. She said she's coming Bro, back. Jo- Joanna's lost like four straight fights though, too. Yeah. Well, she beat Waterson in there somewhere, but right. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She lost the other title fight. I think she's only fought title fights, right? Yeah. She lost to Rose twice, beat Waterson, and then fought Whaley, Whaley I think. yeah. So, yeah, but just, I mean, she's a legend, though. Like, her fighting gets me excited anytime, yeah, yeah. you know? And she's like, still she got has that much too. star power. She, yeah, and she's not, like, washed. She's nah, still, not like, at all, you know? So, but who knows, too? Like, the inactivity could be a big deal. She's not, like, as active as she was when she was champion. Which, rightfully so, she probably made a lot of money when she was champion. Right. She's, like, the original strawweight queen. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think of Rose's fight? Oh, by the way, you didn't. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> yo i blinked yo this is literally why mma is so crazy boss is sitting here and he's looking at the tv over there and i'm directly behind him and i'm just like posted up on josh's couch and boss just turns to me and goes yo did you and i just go oh and he's like and boss just turns around and goes fuck yo i missed it <laughs> way leaves on the floor and they didn't show the re- i had no idea how she finished her yeah I was like yo can i just see something they, like, they did take a while to like, like what show happened? it what happened <laughs> Yeah. Yo, like, yo, I you didn't it, say yeah. anything either. Like, yo, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, that was nuts. I was like, what happened, bro? Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what happened. I literally don't know what happened. <laughs> yo, that whole card was so crazy, bro. The main card. Was... The whole main card was you had the Anthony Smith shit where Jimmy Crew couldn't walk. Yeah. You had the Wideman, which you put me on to. I stole your tweet. I should have gave you credit. Nah. The moment it happened when Wideman threw the kick, you were just like, yo, that's the same way he beat Silva. Yeah. And like for that to then happen to him. Yeah, that was, was nuts. The irony was crazy. And it sucked. Like I like no one wants to see that, you yeah. know. Like win or loss. Like I bet you're right, hold that I wasn't even I was like not even happy. <laughs> That's yeah. just a horrible thing to see though. First, That's a human being. I think he's the first UFC fighter to win a fight without throwing a strike. Yeah, it was. Which is nuts. Insane. That sucked. But yeah, and then and then the Rose. The three was it three title fights? Well, Valentino was first. Valentino got the finish. Domination, yeah. Rose and then uh and then Usman and Mazadal knocked him out. What'd you think of that? You I know, know Usman, I thought Mazadal had a good round one. Yeah, Usman for being a quote unquote boring fighter. He's finished his last three fights. Yeah. Well, three of the last Ever four. Ever since that, remember that? Was it Emil Mech when he fought? He's like, yo, it's only thirty percent. And Dana like bugged out in the press conference after that. I was like, I don't want no fucking fighter who gives 30%. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. Like, go out and finish someone. Because he had one finish until yeah. then. And, like, since that, since he kind of... Well, he was, you've got to finish with... Uh, when he was with Henry Hooft. But then he tra- started training with Trevor Whitman. I was going to say, when he went to Whitman. has been on, like, another level since then. Yeah. But, they like, I feel like their gym is so small that he probably gets, like... Oh, dude, who's at his gym? It's, like, it's Gaethje, Rose... Yeah. Usman. Rockhold is there sometimes. Rockhold's like everywhere though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Rockhold is that right. He shows up everywhere. <laughs> he'll be a hoof. He'll be yeah, there. He'll, he'll be, be an AKA. AKA. Yeah. But I, I think that's that's really it. I, I think they yeah, have a very tight knit. Yeah, yeah. I think it's better that way. Could be. I mean, seems that way for his striking any I mean his striking I mean Hoof is a great striking coach too, but like I don't know, maybe something I mean coaches are different, obviously. Mm. Like how many coaches have you had in your life that he'll coach you one way for Right. Eight years, and you'll learn something new the first day with a new coach that'll improve your game. Just like one little thing, because everyone has different eyeballs, man. Yeah, and and those two are like two masterminds of the game. Like For Henry Hooft and Trevor Whitman, it doesn't get much better than that when it comes to the striking. You want to see Colby 
go next? Yeah, I think so. I'm upset that this uh, Nate and Leon fight got moved from this weekend because I have a super hot take on that one. Hear me out. He's fought Colby already. He's beat Burns. Obviously, Mazeldal's out the picture for the title at 170. Leon is on this big winning streak. Granted, the no contest, whatever, against uh, Bilal. Bilal. But Leon's last loss is to Usman. Now, Nate Diaz literally got this fight because of star power, right? Yeah. Na- namesake. Dude, if I'm Colby, I'm signing a contract to fight Usman before that fight between Nate and Leon. Because if one of them put on a show, they're being steamrolled to the top a title fight against Usman. Even though... Uh, Nate's on a losing streak. He'd be on a one-fight winning streak, getting a title shot. It'd be the hottest guy in the division. Right. So if I'm Colby, I'm looking at that like, yo, we should get a contract signed way before that fight because Nate gets like a sub. Nate gets a win. Nate versus Usman would do big numbers just because Nate's there. Like, right. yo, for all the love that Connor gets, for all the biggest like pay-per-view buys, Takes two to tango. Nate is in that discuss- discussion, Nate, too. Nate gets that love. The BMF title. Like, Nate, they'll put Nate. Yeah. And people fuck with the Diaz brothers. You saw how crazy they went when they saw Nick Diaz? In the crowd. He wants to come back, too. Yeah. Bro, imagine if Nate wins. If Nate beats Leon. And Nick is the co-main on their title fight. Like, his return Ooh. fight at the end of the year, possibly. In, like, October, November. November in the garden? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> a pipe dream <laughs> it's poking at the bottom of the table how much would you you'd empty the pockets for that yeah. one yeah first UFC event possibly to return imagine that'd be crazy that'd be wild that would be a legit possibility though. that's a good point you raise I but, can see it cause like yo Leon wins like you said 10 fights in a row well if Leon wins he's getting very I think worthy. The title shot. yeah very worthy and Especially then, uh, with Usman saying, like, yo, I don't want to fight these guys again. Like, you got to show me something. Yeah, Usman said he wants to fight Kiesa on the Vittori card, Vittori Adesanya card. One, one, thing, one thing I don't like about 170 was that people were just sitting around and waiting. Like, I get it why Mazadal did it, because he had the built-in excuse, or the built-in reason. I know Usman was saying it was an excuse. I thought it was a reason. You take the fight on six days' notice, you have an out. You have a legitimate claim to get an actual title shot. Colby hasn't fought since beating Woodley. And there's been fights that have been canceled left and right there when or, or or even rumored to be done. Right. And then with Leon, he couldn't get a fight. Like that guy got massacred by COVID and all the craziness that went down with that. Oh yeah, yeah. So and now he gets a title fight. Well, not a title fight, but basically it is because it's the first ever co main non title fight to be five rounds. Right. Yeah. I feel like that was a thank you. Like he threw him a bone because like he was supposed to fight Woodley, right? Right before the pandemic. Yeah. In England. Like that was his that was going to be his title big, shot. Yeah. yeah. Now he's getting Nate. So, yeah. I mean, we talked about this, too, about, like, 85. We were talking about because Robert Whitaker just fought recently. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, it's so different. Like, Whitaker's fought, like, three times since losing the title. And, like, guys at 70, like, Miles Vidal Covington, all these guys want to sit down for a rematch for the title shot without without earning it, you know, yeah. without getting a couple wins under their belt quick. So, yeah, I remember Gaethje beat uh, – who did he beat? Poirier? For the title, the interim title? No, uh, he beat Ferg. Uh, Ferg, yeah, Ferg. Yeah, and then he was saying, I forgot if it was Ferg or someone. He was like, yo, guys got to get wins. Or no, he said, no, it was about him. It was about himself. I'm sorry. Gaethje, was, they were talking about he lost to Khabib and like, oh, you deserve an immediate rematch because it's vacated. He's like, nah, I think I should, I need a win or two. Like, mm. 
And that's the way it should be. You have to get a couple wins. And then, obviously, you could say Covington beat Woodley. But it's right. just like Woodley's another guy. Talked about Cowboy earlier. He, like, he's, I don't even think he's he has a contract right now, Woodley. I think he fought his contract out. They're probably not going to bring him back. What's the right. sense of bringing him back? He hasn't won around in how long? Yeah, just utter domination. And he just got knocked out by Luke. And he looked good in that fight. I felt so bad. Bro. Yeah. He had him wobbled. And he got finished, which sucked. But yeah, guys at seventy just sit out, and like you said, like the big names at the top, it's so much inactivity. Even even like Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy, he's he's fought one time with with uh, Jeff Neal, like during the pandemic. But prior to that, we didn't see him since the the BMF card yeah. when he fought Luke. Right, right. So I get I get if you're like a guy like Masvidal and you wait for a title rematch, but other than that, I don't. I think the way Whitaker did did it is so commendable, bro. Like. You go and you you earn your way back. Like, yeah. there's no way Whitaker's next fight should be for the title. It was going to be like that right, was Vittori, right. but like he said, he's got to nurse himself up. Some well, that and or also like Australia and New Zealand have the craziest COVID laws. I like, remember Dan Hooker. It took him like fifty six days to get back to his yeah, family. The quarantine is it's crazy nuts, but also down there. I don't know if you've ever noticed or seen on social media. Like they're having concerts. Yeah, they're having rugby events with like fifty thousand people, no mask or anything. So like what they're doing is 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 tremendous because like they're living as if there's no issues, no COVID. Right, right. But also like you know for Whitaker to then you know he has to quarantine for three weeks, then go into a training camp, and then he has like four or five kids, yeah, young kids, that's, like, that's, yeah, family. That's a lot. So like. With Vittori and Adesanya, Vittori finally gets his rematch. He's been saying how, like, yo, I beat split Adesanya. Decision. And yeah, the split yeah. decision loss. I feel like no one could beat Adesanya at 185. I don't know. We'll see now, like, like how Jan wrestles him. Granted, Jan is, like, way heavier than he was. He's probably had, like, 30 pounds on him. But we'll see if... I mean, people have tried to wrestle him in the past. I think Brunson tried. Mm-hmm. Um, someone... Uh, no, I don't know, but they will try and wrestle him now. Vittori's pretty big, but Vittori has good striking too. Like he was hanging with him on the feet. But yeah, if Izzy, Izzy's a tough out, no doubt, no doubt. And he's in the prime of his career. It's like who else is up there? Vittori, Whitaker. You got to run the Whitaker back. Like that has to be ran back. Well, yeah, and this new version of Whitaker is going to be interesting. How everyone thought he, they kind of counted him out after those two fights with Romero. And then he loses to Adesanya the way he did. Like what, he yeah, got it was like a round. Yeah, right? he got he Not got hurt bad though. Like he got dropped at the end of that first round against Adesanya, and then he got finished in the second round. Yeah. But then comes back against Till, who's a tough out. Comes back against Cannoneer, who's this knockout artist and like heavy puncher. He was a heavyweight. I remember as he said before that fight, if Cannoneer wins, like yeah. he's next. And then he beat he beat um Gaslam. Gaslam. So it's like yo, he's beating these like top five six guys. In Activity, a row. bro. You have to I be. love it. Because also, like, one thing with Connor is since the Habib fight to to Poirier, you kind of throw away that cowboy fight because it ended in 40 seconds. Like the, the sport has evolved so much. So when you're inactive, like that shit that you were doing two, three years ago is it might be outdated, it might not work, there might be some new shit. Like the calf kick now is like the the wave. Yeah. So when you're inactive, bro, that's not good for you. Yeah, you had you had one round in two years. It's like, how much does that help? Like ring rust might truly be a thing, you know. And like like you said, it. I tried a boxing approach. Like, well, it's not a boxing match; it's an right. MMA match. And like you saw it, like the calf kick, he banked him early, and then the second round, like it was it was already like a dead leg. He was on one leg, and he finished him, got him out of there. How, how do you feel about the UFC right now in in 2021? Do you think it's like 
as a fan, are you are you happy with like the product? Are you happy with the fights they're putting together? Yeah, I love. I feel like there's. I mean, I would love to see Habib fight, but like it's. I mean, it's what it is. You know, I can't really be mad at it. But yeah, I love everything they're doing. There's so many good fights. Like this pay per view coming up with Burgos and Barbosa is a barn burner. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many like good and exciting fights. Like Nate Diaz is booked. Like a lot of good guys are booked already. A two of like Jan Glover, I want to see. That's a very right. interesting fight. Like Glover was probably counted out years ago, and then he goes on this ridiculous dominating win streak. He smoked Anthony Smith. Like he's running through two hundred five right now. It's only right he gets to send off as a title fight. And then at heavyweight, you have like Francis. Is it Francis versus John Jones? Is it Francis versus Derek Lewis? Like there's just, and I want to see like the real Francis versus Derek Lewis. So like mm. there's so many great fights on the horizon that. Yeah, I just like every weekend. I mean, we're diehard, so we watch like full cards on fight nights. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just, I just love that there's something to look forward to, and there's usually, even if it's a fight night, there's like two or three fights. And I'm like, yo, I can't wait to see that fight. Like if you look at this past weekend, he Boston Hill, I was dying to see that fight, and it got canceled because of COVID. But I was like, there's still a couple like really good fights on this card that I'm interested in, and it wound up being a pretty good card. Yeah, it was. Like I, I was, can't, I can't be upset with any like they put out cards every weekend, so it's hard to be like, oh, this card sucks. Like they're still putting together a card for me to watch, you know, for me to take in well, as a consumer. Also, the the women's main event was a banger too. Like they were throwing down it was, Rodriguez yeah. and and Waterson too. And yo, man, the UFC does such a good job promoting women fighting, like women's sports there's always that conversation of like you know WNBA players need more money or should be getting more money and whatnot and like the pay scale in soccer between the men's team and the women's team but like with the UFC it's like they showcase the women better than any sport does showcasing women yeah because yeah, they, they, they make it like them. bro 261 I was more fascinated by the women title fights than I was the main event one because we've seen that main event so maybe that plays into it. But like they were saying how that was the cherry on top. I would have been happy if that was like the pay-per-view alone. The two like title if, fights? if those two title yeah. fights with the with the women. I agree. I mean, 115 in the women's division is fucking loaded. It's on fire bang. right now. Yeah. yeah. And like Tatiana Suarez is like one of the top women. She's Dude, out with she injury. where's she been at? She has like a broken neck. Oh, she has like neck issues. But like that's what I'm saying. Like there's so the female many... Habib is what they were calling. Yeah, her, her she's, Yeah, she, her wrestling is insane. But Mackenzie Dern surging. Like Amanda Hebas is a beat Mackenzie Dern already, and there's like so much talent at 15. And the video, like I we're talking about promoting earlier, like the video packages that the UFC puts together, like even the embeds or the countdowns, like they just do such a good job of documenting things and like getting you hyped up for the fight. If you watch this. 15 minute clip like it's nothing crazy but it it encapsulates like four months of training four months of you know what they're doing outside the cage outside of training like you get to know them and you get to like it makes you like want to root for them if they're like valentina's always shooting guns and shit like jumping or her sister's a pilot Mm. like they do all this crazy stuff that you just think they're fighters but they live such a crazy life outside of the cage and it's like it's like oh like that's badass like i want to root for this chick or i want to root for this guy because he does something that I like. He has a sick hobby or something. Like watching all their their products and their promoting, like it makes you. I feel like it makes you connect more with the fighters. Of course, it's relatable. Yeah, it also gives you a deep dive into like what they actually are. Right, right. Outside of the cage, which I love. 
Yo, you know it was mad funny when Joe Rogan was interviewing Valentina. She's like, he's like, come get some. And she's like, what? He's like, come get some. She's like, I don't understand. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. also, like, Valentina gave a mad gangsta-ass promo where she was like, for all of the women that say that they got me figured out or, or they know what they could do to find my weakness, she's like, there's no weakness. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it. She's like, oh, I hope she does come out and exploit my weakness. <laughs> Let's see it. I don't know what my weakness is. All right, before we break down this card this weekend, roll call for Patreon. Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Pleiates, Daniel Gibson, Devin Rendon, Jake Powers, Corey Johnson Hoops, Ryan Pisner, and Mike Wozniak. Thank you for your contributions to the Patreon. Boss, 1 to 10 excitement level for this weekend's card. Probably like a 9. Pretty hyped. Some fights that fell through, but I'm still hyped. Before we start, though, I've come bearing gifts. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. So to open the card, you got to open the gift. You know, I'm, I'm glad you didn't bring uh, alcohol this time. Not nah, bro, those IPAs that you gave me, <laughs> dude. <laughs> what were they? Slow like, down. Like 10 percent alcohol. Yeah, it was like 10 and a half percent. Yo, I had three of them. And, On your ass. Uh, yeah, and I was with a plus one. We were watching a movie, and I was like, "Yo, I'm fucked up." She's like, "You only had three cans." I was like, "This motherfucker, what do you do?" Because I know you always drink these like wild ass IPAs. They were yeah. delicious. I love that. I drink them because like I don't feel bad the next day because I only had like three beers. Yeah. I, just, I still get like tipsy and fucked up. Wow! As I'm <laughs> worried, let's go, yo! Shouts to Jared, man. You know I gotta start saying that he's my favorite UFC fighter because he's from the hood. You know what I'm saying? Have faith, work hard, persevere. I love that. That's hopefully, uh, thanks, man. A, I hopefully, appreciate yeah, it. man, definitely. Hopefully, he gets a fight book soon. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. You hopefully know how you said? You know how you said that? Uh, you you don't know if you'd get on a plane to go yeah. go to a fight. Oh my god! If he gets booked for like a pay per view. If it was in Vegas, my flight would be booked yesterday. <laughs> Yo, we were talking about that too, man. When when he last fought, it was in Vegas. Oh, yeah. And we're like, of course, fight. this fucking guy gets booked in Vegas and we can't go. Shit shut down. It wouldn't be like the same, you know? Yeah. Dude, you know, man, that's uh, that, that's probably, it's going to sound mad random. But uh, his fight, his last fight, probably my favorite sporting event of all time. That doesn't include my favorite teams. Really? Man, that fight meant a lot to a lot of people because yeah, with, yeah. with Sergio passing away and shit too, that meant a lot, man. So the more I look back on it, I'm like, damn, son, that day, that whole day, I was nervous. I'm always nervous when he fights. Yeah. But that was like, it's like, man, MMA gods. Like, I know it's a that cool a game. Like, if you could give us one, like, give us that. That would have been it. I was so fucking happy, man. Yeah. It was special. Yeah, it was super special. And thank you for the gift, man. Yeah, I appreciate man. that. You got to wear it next time he fights. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do it now, but like, I um. I, uh, I, I got to shave my chest hair because I'm Matt Harry. Nah, nah. It's all, you're, I mean, you're repping anyway, so, you know, it don't matter. <laughs> please, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah keep, keep it up. Everyone a favor. <laughs> Show's doing well. Let's not piss it all the way. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, though, on a nine. It would have been, been a 12 for me if those two fights didn't get moved. Both the, the Nate fight and Shabazian, which I literally tweeted today. Eddie Shaw. I was like, yo, kind of wild that he was going to be an underdog. And then, of course, it gets moved to the following week. I <laughs> Which is like weird. One week, I don't know. Something had to have been like. I feel like it's like a little medical thing. I mean, I hate to speculate on that stuff, but like, what could cause the fight to be delayed one week? It's like gotta be like travel issues, maybe for Hermanson, because I know he's he's like, was he Norwegian, and yeah, Swedish? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Whoever the Scandinavian is. countries. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know where he trains, honestly, but I'm assuming internationally. Well, isn't he with Gustafsson and Latifi? Is he? With uh, Chimaev, too. Chimaev. Is he yeah, with them? I, I think so. Superstars, I think they're called. I think so. In Sweden, right? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think Maybe he is. Them. I also could be just stereotyping because he has like the same last name similar to like Gustafsson. <laughs> but yeah, man, that fight got moved. The Nate fight got moved also, but... The, the Nate fight. Yeah. Moves the, to the Vittori card? Is it on yeah, the next review? Yeah, the Vittori card. Which, that one is two title fights oh, as well. That's a 15 out of 10 right now, the way that just like yeah, stacked yeah. up. But we always know it's not fight. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's set until like... That. You know what I have noticed, man? The UFC, they do put like 14 to 15 fights on the pay-per-views just in the event that they do lose some. Cancellations? Yeah. COVID? Yeah, you never know. I mean, like this past week, like we said, He Boston Hill got canceled the day of. Yeah. Because of COVID. But this weekend, this weekend's going to be interesting. There's a lot of interesting fights. Uh, but the main one is Oliveira and and Chandler. Yep. Thoughts on Chandler getting a title shot right away? I think it's worthy. I know Poirier like doesn't feel that way, but I I think it's fine. He's he's a top guy in Bellator. He's a top like martial artist. Right. So what do you do for all if those it, years? If it's not Poirier, because Poirier took the trilogy, which I think I would have also. What other title matchup should have been like Gaethje? Right. Who else? Who else are you gonna put in the title picture? That's really it. That's really it. You had to. Oliveira was like locked in. You had to. What yeah, is he, eight, eight, nine fight win streak? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And he just demolished Tony Ferguson. Right. So that's, he was penciled in. And then it was like, do you do Poirier? Poirier wants Connor. Fine. Do you do Gaethje? Gaethje even said himself, he's like, yo, I kind of want to win one before I get back into that title shot. Can't do Hooker because Chandler beat him. Process of elimination. You kind of got to go with, with Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's legitimate, bro. It's worthy. He deserves to be where he is. And I'm excited for this fight. It's like wrestler slash striker. Like he trains with hoops. His striking yeah. is definitely caught up to his grappling. And like Charles is well-rounded too. Like, and he's huge. So it's going to be it's gonna be a fun fight. Like early in his career, and I still feel, feel this way, like Charles used to quit when things got tough. Mm. Like he was putting it on Felder too. Not that he quit against Felder because that was a sick comeback. But he had a Felder, I think, an arm bar or a triangle. I can't remember. And it was deep. And like Felder escaped. And then... Went to deep waters and Felder got him out of there, but like that was always the knock on Charles. Like when things got tough, like he would just like quit, and like, you haven't seen that on the on the win streak. And it was I was kind of like sleeping on Charles on that win streak because he didn't really beat anyone in the top fifteen of name. And then he put out Kevin Lee with a sub on the last fight mm-hmm. before the pandemic, and he put it on Tony the last fight pretty decisively too. Like yeah. no doubt, no no questions left unanswered. So. Now I got nothing to say. Like I'm like, yo, I'm kind of a believer now. Like Charles, he's also like 32. Like we said, that age where like, yo, he's in the prime of his career. Could've and been, bro, he's been around too. Been around, yeah, yeah. Fuck, they show some highlights of him from like 2010, and he's wearing the the sponsored shorts yeah, yeah. way back in the day. And I think he has what the most submission wins in UFC history. Yeah, yeah. So he's well known, and he's got the striking too. So it's gonna be a great fight. Yeah. I hope, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I hope. I think it will be a great fight no matter which way it goes. How do you feel about it? Kind of shocked Chandler is the underdog. Uh, that surprised what, me. Is it like, by the way, I saw this tweet today. I know we all love gambling odds. Like, the biggest favorite on this card is only minus 210, two to Ooh. one. So, like, that's how good it is. Is it how tight of a card? I'm not sure. Because I know on DraftKings, Josh is in the qualifier, and the two most expensive fighters are M- Mazzani. 
and and uh, Antonina Shevchenko, Valentina's sister. It could be Mazzani, Gina Mazzani. I'll wow, check that's now interesting. Only minus two hundred is the biggest favorite. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Usman was minus four hundred. Valentina was minus five fifty. Rose and Wei Li was sort of a coin flip. Plus 105, minus 115 around there. So essentially a coin flip. Yeah, it's Mazzani. 200 Mizani. is what I see. Two to one. Yeah. I that's how like tight of a card yeah. this is going to be. Like It's going to be a lot of good fights, a lot of close fights. Yeah, well, I know Leon was a really big favorite against Nate. Okay. Yeah. He was that. like, what, three to one or something? Yeah, three to one. Um, But yeah, you know, the, the Chandler, I was a little surprised that he's he's an underdog. I don't know what goes into that. Is it the streak for Oliveira and the UFC experience? You think that plays into that? Because I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Like he he beat Hooker, who is a legitimate, legitimate threat in that division. Yeah, I mean it's pretty close to a pick'em though. Like Chandler's only one sixteen plus one sixteen, Charles minus one forty two. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe Charles is like, like you said, he's been around forever. Like people know who watch. Like some people only watch the UFC like exclusively. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just know Charles Oliveira. Also, like the win streak speaks for itself. I feel like Mike Chandler, maybe not in the eyes of the odds makers, but in the eyes of like UFC fans, like unknown still a little bit. I mean, he cut that Ric Flair promo, which you yeah. love, kind of well helped his you, his name a little yeah, bit. Do you, do you think that people look at Bellator like the minor leagues? I, maybe casually. I mean, I I I think so. Like we talk, like that's why boxing has different promotions, like MMA. Like the main, the pioneer for MMA is probably the UFC. I don't think that's yeah, Tartar. You know, I think that's what it is. And then you have Bellator and PFL, a little lesser known, but but uh, Bellator. Well, Bellator is on Showtime too, so it's kind of like no. But the reason why I say that really is, is because like when I tell people that I do jujitsu now, they're like, "Oh, you do UFC." I'm like, "Nah, I do." That's the first thing that comes right. to mind. It's mind. like UFC has sort of surpassed MMA. Which is, you know, like right. It's a it's an MMA promotion. If you train UFC, so they're like, oh, do you train <laughs> UFC? But I feel like you look at Bellator, you look at PFL. Also, it does seem like yeah, they have some homegrown people, but the UFC fighters that go there, it's looked at as like when WWE guys and girls go from like Raw to NXT. It's like NXT is popping. You're still well known. You're still on a network show. But you're not on the main roster. So it feels like the UFC is the main roster. Right. And like Bellator, it's still dope. Like I took the flight back from Vegas with Douglas Lehman. I was like, yo, I think you're the best 170 in the world. He's like, he might I be. Am, I am <laughs> the best 170 in the world. He might so like be. they have a bunch of studs over there too. And Rumble won over the weekend. Also came back and won. I know he yeah. didn't get to fight Romero. But do you, do you feel that way? And do you think that's, that's why maybe Chandler is looked at as a dog? Or? I don't know. I feel like Bellator does have that label attached where like – because. In the UFC, they just changed it from Reebok to Venom, right? So they mm-hmm. have a sponsorship, and like you can only wear that gear in the cage. Whereas Bellator, you can wear whatever gear you want, and you can get like there's more money to be had, I think, in Bellator. So guys who who are toward the end of the road or just like middlemen in the UFC, like Corey Anderson, for example, like mm-hmm. if he would have beat Jan, he he would have gotten a title shot probably against John Jones, you know, a couple years ago. It didn't happen that way. He got finished, and like he kind of had nowhere to go from there. It was like he was just going to be a gatekeeper. So, and he was always talking about advocating for fighter money and stuff. So he has a much better opportunity in Bellator. He's in the semifinals now, the light heavyweight Grand Prix, and mm. he, you can make more money that way. So, 
Yeah, I think like guy. I think the prime of the careers want to fight in the UFC. That's why it's like so impressive that Michael Chandler kind of went backwards in that sense, where he fought Bellator, probably made a good amount of money there, and now he's coming to UFC to like like he always says to put it like you know stamp his name as the best fifty five er in the world. So yeah, I mean, I think if Mike Chandler sees it that way, like that's why everyone else sees it that way too. Like you have to come to be the best. You got to beat the best. Isn't that what he said in his yeah. uh, in his promo? So. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I think UFC is head and shoulders. Not head and shoulders, but they're definitely the clear number one in, in the leader of MMA, and then it's Bellator PFL. I would I would agree with the head and shoulders thing. I know you don't want to be... It might be head and shoulders, but I, I think it's just so above everybody else. It could it, be. It's very similar to, like, wrestling, man. Like, AEW has come on board the last two years, and they got some really big names, but also very similar. Like, yeah, they got some homegrown talent, guys from the indies, but they also have, like... John Moxley, who's Dean Ambrose. Right. They've had Jericho. And there's a lot of similarities where, like, Dean Ambrose was still at, like, the peak of his career. He's still in his prime. He's not even close to 40 yet. But, like, Jericho is, like, in his 50s. Yeah. So it's, like, kind of washed, still getting it done, still a draw. But there's a lot of similarities between the two. I'm about to ask you something that might get you upset because I know he's your boy. Is El Kakui shot? <laughs> yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, so that's not a good matchup for him with Benil. Darius, like Benil is probably like I was talking about this with Eric because we were talking about the fight this past weekend with uh, Diego Fajeda and Gillespie. Mm-hmm. I bet Diego Fajeda went by sub and it, it was looking promising in yeah. round one. I was like, yo, it was like plus it was like seven to one. I was like, yo, fuck it, I'm gonna take a chance. He came in overweight. I bet the day at, you know the day after weigh-ins came in overweight. I think that's favorable. You know he's gonna chase a sub and Gillespie wrestles, so like maybe he'll jump into yeah. a guillotine or he'll get triangle from the bottom. So I think like. Fajeda, like Darius, and uh, I don't know, like those guys, are like head and shoulders, like grade A jujitsu practitioners, mm. and like we just saw Tony struggle with that, and like Charles, which is crazy because Tony's from Tenth Planet. Eddie yeah, yeah, he's a black people, belt like himself. He's a black belt too. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like there's levels to like black belts. Like Charles too is right up there. Like he's head and shoulders above everyone too. Like there's black, like people say that too. There's black belts and then there's black belts, mm. and like it's. Fajeda, like Oliveira's jiu-jitsu is bananas. And, like, they don't even have wrestling like that. So I think Darius could just, like, that's what they say how he fights. Like, that's how he got knocked out by uh, Alex Hernandez because he could wing bombs. And when he knows he has that jiu-jitsu to lay, you know, fall yeah. back on. Like, if, you get, if you're on your back or in any situation on the mat, like, he's probably, that's his world. On the feed, he's just like, yo, I'm going to world bombs and hope I, you know, yeah. if I knock him out, I knock him out. If not, we're going to my world. So we'll see. This is, like, I feel like this is, this is it for Tony. In terms of like, yo, are you still a threat or is it is it a rat? Are you, you turning into Woodley? Yeah, yeah, you just don't stay around too long. Yeah, I'm I'm really fascinated for the storylines of that fight because he got he's got he's been in wars, right? Like they always show that graphic of the people that fight Ferguson, how they look after the fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also like Ferguson gets pieced up in those fights too. Yeah, against Pettis, he was getting pieced up. Yeah, he was man. like out, he was like rolling around the cage. Well, even with Cowboy, that was a little bit of a slugfest too. Yeah. And then it just so happened that Cowboy like blew his nose and then his eyes yeah, rolled up and it was too. doctor stoppage. But man, you know, with Tony, it, it I feel. And Josh feels the same way because we were talking about it because he's looking at that fight for uh, DFS purposes. I think we've seen the best of Tony. Just like, we, we, yeah, we probably have, but he's older. He's like 37 too or yeah. 38. It's also like you go through a war with Gaethje at this point in your career and like sometimes you're just never the same. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, like sometimes you got, the you got to put on him for yeah. four and three quarters of a round until the ref mercifully stopped it. Like you're just like, yo, I can't. Himself, he's like, yo, no more. Yo, that was one of the scariest knockouts ever, and he didn't even get knocked out. Yeah, he was getting pieced up. Like oh, he just... hits him with that jab, and then like he just like rattles and shakes, shakes it out. And, loses, yeah. and then it was just like you could even tell like Gaethje was. I feel like Gaethje was just looking at the ref like, yo, bro, you're you not gonna put like, it on him. Fuck, I don't want to hit this guy no more. Like he was out of it. Yeah, that shit was like. When you're wobbly on your feet, bro, that shit is no joke, man. Right, out on your feet. And then he came back, like, against Charles. And that was also, like, because the state of 55, like, Khabib was vacating. And, like, that was a big fight. He could have, you know, got his title shot. Or he could have set up a thing where he would have just kept calling out Khabib. Because, obviously, everyone knows the freaking mm-hmm. Khabib history. And he got smoked again. And he almost got subbed. So, it's like, he's got to show us something. Or is this the end of the road, you know? Because yeah. if he loses this one, like you're not top five, you're not top ten anymore. It's just like it's, it's just name time is coming gone. It's sad because you had a monster win streak too at fifty five for how long, and you just never got that title shot. You know, so well he got the interim title shot against Gaethje, right? But that was it, and lost. So arguably one of the greatest, maybe one of the greatest at fifty five to never win the title. Yeah, could be his legacy unless he wins this fight. I feel like Poirier might be playing himself into that too if he don't end up getting well, his hands. He got interim gold at least, you know. Well, Tony did also. Oh yeah, that's right. He did against Kevin Lee. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, oh yeah, and he never got to unify. But it's it. weird because I feel like that's right. Wow, I forgot about the that. interim Bucket. stuff. Like Colby was an interim champ, but I never viewed Colby as a champion. Like I don't view Tony as a champion. I know that might be terrible, but when you have a guy like that that you could point at and say is the champion of that division. Yeah, it's hard. It's kind of hard for like, you to be every, like, like everyone knows. Yeah, everyone you know? knows that Habib's the guy. It's basically like your ticket. Like the interim is like a number, a ticket to the title fight. Right, like you're the you next in saying? line. Yeah, it's like, hey, congrats. Here's your strap, but uh, you got to go unify. Get the now real the, strap. The, now there are exceptions to the rule, like when you have like a guy gets sick. Like remember Whitaker Gastelum, the first time it was supposed to happen. Yeah, and then you know Adesanya gets an interim title shot there. Like that's an exception. I get it, but when it's like guys just holding out because they're not getting paid the right way or they're waiting for um they're just waiting for their opportunity play for out. The, yeah. yeah it's just it's weird there for me yeah yeah for sure what other fight yeah. you excited for on the card give us like some Burgos Barbosa yeah 100% dude that's like that's fight of the night like yeah. I, I just give them the 50k before they walk out each dude it like it's crazy to me too that Barbosa like this at this point in his career drops to 45 now like he was a monster 55er and now he's going down to 45. Like, he's huge. And Burgos is a big boy at 45, too. And Burgos only has, like, he lost to Emmett. And he lost to Cater, like, two top five guys. So, I remember when he came into the UFC, he came from, he like, he came up the ranks with Jared in CFFC. Yeah. So, like, it was always, like, them two at 45 getting talked about. They never wound up fighting each other. And then Burgos came in first to the UFC. Won, won a couple in a row. We saw him at 220. Yeah. When he lost to Cater, that was his first loss. That was of his fight career. of the night, wasn't it? I think so. He was putting on Cater for two rounds, too, and he got clipped and knocked out. That was a phenomenal fight. That's how I anticipate this fight to yeah. be. If you like, if, if someone were to ask, like, yo, how do you think this fight's going to play? I would say, go watch Burgos Cater. Like, it's going to be a, a, a war on the feet, and that's about it. That's how I anticipate it. Like, how, what else can it be? Bar- uh, Barbosa is like one of the greatest strikers of all time. At Those 55. Fucking leg kicks. Wheel kicks. Like, yo, he throws fucking anything. Yeah. Is he that like is, legendary wheel kick knockouts? Is that a, is that opening the card? I, it was supposed to be. I don't know how they're going to play it out now. now. It's the, probably like maybe Jock Ray might get on there. It's another mm-hmm. one I want to see. Like, 
we talk about guys that are either at the end of the road or need to hang it up. Like he's fighting, I think Muniz. Yeah. So like, could be like a retirement fight for Jacare, which was interesting because he's been around forever. He's a legend. Gator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's lost, his last fight that he lost was he got knocked out from the ground from Kevin that Holland. Was his last fight, yeah. Yeah. That was rough. It was. Also embarrassing, too, in a way, right? I don't know. Like, from the ground, like a fucking back fist from, <laughs> from the bottom. It was weird. Man, I'm, a, I'm, I, I'm upset. It really it really bugged me today with Shabazi and that fight. Like, that dude is he's 23 or 24. He's super young. He was on a Golden crazy streak. Boy. Yeah. He's uh, part of Ronda Rousey's uh, management team. And he lost his fight. Kind of got schooled in that fight against Brunson. And this, this would have been a nice... A nice matchup for him to just gain his momentum. He made back. nice money on that fight, but Brunson. Yeah, did you really? Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, I mean, it showed obviously hindsight, but like his cardio, he's never been, never been deep, you know, in, into the deep waters. And Brunson's a vet, and it was yeah. a five round fight. I think it was his first five round fight. So I was like, yo, Brunson, he just needed to survive the first round, which he did. And you saw his cardio was non-existent, Edmund Shabazian. So uh, that's another reason why I was interested to see because like he's already he was in the top ten. He knocked out Brad Tavares at mm-hmm. MSG with a ridiculous mm-hmm. head kick. We were there for that. That we saw, yeah. So, like, he was surging right up. Sometimes you need that first loss that we talk about, too. You know, like, people need – he was undefeated. Yeah. Young guy, 23, 24. He's not even close to the prime of his career. Taste defeat early. You know, sometimes that makes you want to work that much more harder. Or you just learn areas of the game you got to improve on as a young buck. And obviously one of them is his cardio. So, yeah, well, I – I mean, it's going to be next week, so we're still going to see it, which is nice. We don't yeah. have to wait that long. But, yeah, I would have loved to see that on the pay-per-view, Hermanson. Because Hermanson, too, is like a great gatekeeper. Yeah. He's gotten close, and then he's been just like, cannoneer beat him, sent them back. You know, uh, speaking of cardio, bro, I think if I was if I was to have one trait be A+, I think I would pick cardio. Yeah. Man, I mean, I even see it at my gym when I roll around. Like, just jujitsu, Like, there's so many because I because I run right so like my cardio is pretty it's not elite I'm not gonna say that but like it's it's above average for people in my gym and your cardio could just like win you so many battles just yo it can break people's will like yeah, that bro, like yo this guy's just... not going out to a stuff everyone goes out to or like this guy I'm putting I'm supposed to be putting this guy in bad positions or with, even just like body, doing. body language too right like they always tell you like yo don't grab your shorts don't lean right. over. Like, even if you're playing pickup or some shit, like, yo, you know, show, show strength. Yeah. And, and even if you see that, like, looking across the cage, like, what the fuck? I'm trying to yeah. put it on this yeah. guy. He's not, he's still there. <laughs> but I'm but I'm excited, man, for the card. I'm pumped. We, we're watching together, you think? I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be around this weekend. I'm going Night. away. Night. Yeah. I'm going away on I'm the tight, actually, Josh is, and Josh is final. Yeah, So, our buddy it could Josh be a big is in, weekend. He's in the King of the Hill qualifier, Knockout King qualifier on DraftKings. You got to win a seat. You win a ticket for a seat for this. It's only 100 seats, and it's a three-round survival. So round one, the top 50 advance. He won that. Round two, there's 50 people left. The top 25 advance, he won that. So now he's in the last 25, and first place is 100K. So I watched the first two with him. It's pretty stressful. Like I'm stressing out, and I'm not even like involved. You know, oh, dude, it's terrible. And every time he texts me about like fights and lineups, I'm like, yo, I, you don't want to give him no input, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll say, yeah, I'd love to, but like, I don't want to influence and like cause <laughs> you to pick the wrong fighter, like change something that would have worked the other way. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm good. It's funny. Like, yeah, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned that because today at the gym before we got the news about Shabazian, he goes, yo, I kind of like Edmund in that fight. I was like, all right, I do too. I didn't want to tell you because he was cheaper on DraftKings. 
things. Yeah. I was like, yo, I like him in that fight also. But I'm glad that you mentioned it first because I don't want to be like, yo. It's funny because Eric texted me too. He's like, yo, Josh likes Edmund. I was like, yo, Josh would not text me that because he knows I hate Edmund. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'd be like, oh, that's good. That's also, probably all I said. I'm like, oh, good, good. <laughs> I, I also told him, I was like, yo, Nate's going to be the cheapest fighter on that card because you could tell by the, by the odds right. who's going to be the cheapest. He's like, yo, there's no way I'm taking Nate. I was like, yo, when he has him in a triangle and he's double middle fingering, you're going to be tight. you to take him. And then Josh is going to walk away from that conversation and be thinking about that. Though, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so when that fight got canceled and moved, he's like, yo, I was going to take Rocky Edwards. <laughs> he's like, thank God. I don't got to fucking worry about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mind. So shout out to Josh, man, and good luck. Hope you win that 100K. Boss, you're the man. This was fun, dude. It was, yeah, for sure. Maybe we do it again before Connor. Or before we're going to an event, maybe? That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be nice, for sure. But uh, tell the people where they can find you. At uh, NDeVito27 on Twitter and the Gram. At the Lamb Shows, you can find me. At Veterans Minimums, you can find the show. Shout out to our guy, Jared. Thank you once again, my man, for this shirt. Yeah, man. And you said you were a medium, which is... A, yeah, yeah. Yo, take it easy. Bit, you know, I'm trying to. I know, it's... Bikini season, right? You got to get your bikini summer body. So they want me to compete. <laughs> I was telling you this. They want me to compete for jiu-jitsu. Weight right, cutting season. But right now, even if I was to cut weight, like, I'm 205. So, like, I would cut to, like, 198. I was like, I don't want to do that. So I want to get to, like, 190 and then cut to 188. Only two pounds. Like, <laughs> not eat for two days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bro, you could sleep that off. Yeah. Or piss that off. Yeah, but they, all the guys at my gym want me to compete, man. So... Um, now I have something to strive for. Yeah, or just keep so. your weight down, you know? Keep my weight down, yeah. Manageable for the guy. <laughs> yeah. Can't get, can't put on crazy weight now. Like, yeah, I got to get down here. Oh, those IPAs. You got to stay away from them. That's what I see. Yeah, come bearing shirts now instead of beers. Looking I out. It. I love you. You're the man. Guys, we'll catch you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.